Hey everyone, welcome to episode 185 of 15 with Randy. Merry Bah Humbug. That's about all I've got to say. It's what I started with earlier this afternoon when I was at the church with Andy and Jeff. I mean, hey, it was going to be two weeks in a row that we were all together. And after getting back home and checking on the drive, realized that somehow we didn't have an actual recording. So sometimes it happens. The tech gremlins got the best of us this week. So I am going to try to go over what we talked about. It will be obviously much shorter because I don't have the rebuttal of Andy and Jeff. But before we begin, last week while unwrapping the joy of service, Andy reminded us that God is calling you and me to invest our whole life with him. Uh, not Andy. God, of course. No hedging our bets with a diverse life investment strategy. He wants us all in. He wants our whole life. As always, if you've missed any of the previous messages or episodes along the way, you can find that and more at hospitalchurch.org and on your mobile devices, Apple, Google Podcasts, streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're pretty much everywhere. All right, on to this week. It was Unwrapping Joy, the Counterfeit. And the summary paragraph for this week's message contains thoughts that piggyback on our prequel message from two weeks ago that began this whole series. But I believe it should be the backdrop that we view the most important story in our lives as Christians in front of. They read as follows. It was a good, perfect, generous plan gone bad. Here is a side of the story we may not easily associate with Christmas joy. Have we ever considered the disappointment of God? There had been a battle in heaven. The accusations had been harsh. That God is an inappropriate glory hog, that he is arbitrary and selfish at his core, and that living within borders of his design is unnecessarily restrictive. Before we hear the gospel story, there's the promise of wisdom and freedom in doing your own thing. That circle of Trinity life that was opened and that inner circle who longed to invite humanity in was rejected for a counterfeit. In announcing the results, God gives a glimmer of his plan of hope and of coming Christmas joy. Now, I told Andy this afternoon, I really haven't been able to stop reading these sentences. I know it's difficult to try and understand a whole lot about God. We try and try and try. But after putting the idea of disappointment and plans gone wrong in this context, I've honestly felt a little closer bond with God. I know that sounds super cheesy, but when you stop and think about that situation, my imagination and my empathy for the magnitude of loss that he must have felt and the Trinity must have felt, it's almost unfathomable to really put yourself in that position. And even further, Jeff pointed out that Andy kind of de-romanticized the story of Christmas, and he did a really good job because he put the Christmas story into a new light of this same plans gone wrong, and he connected both plans gone wrong with the fix, meaning he told a story of Joseph and Mary and the plans they had been making. And he did it in a story format. So you immediately didn't know what or who he was talking about. And then it became clear that he was talking about that they had plans too about probably getting married and how they would handle life situations. They'd eventually have kids and all these things. And suddenly this angel shows up and all your plans are gone. 
Mary embraces it, and maybe that has partly to do with her meeting with Elizabeth and when she was pregnant, and maybe it helped prepare her a little bit. We kind of discussed that. She embraced it, and Joseph not so much. And come on, what guy, given what the angel told Joseph, I mean, I guess he could have said no, but no guy is going to be excited about this and all of the judgment even just from the community, not, I mean, let's not even go to family and what that's going to do. And both just show how all the best plans, even God's plans, the Trinity's plans, the creators of all that we know and don't know. We read the story, we act out the story, we sing the story, we, you know, see the nativity scenes up at Christmas time and the repetition can steal the magnitude of what was at stake here. And I think it lessens sometimes what both Mary and Joseph went through as the two most important human characters in the world's history. And I kept putting myself in Joseph's shoes, and it just made me think of how amazing is God and how remarkable is the Trinity that they trusted humans with plan B or plan 2.0. Like, it didn't work in heaven, the main plan. Satan falls, Adam and Eve are tempted, and they fall, and humanity falls, and now we have to have another plan. And it's like, hey, you know, the humans that failed the first time, let's go back to them and see if they can pull this off. And I just really, I really resonated with this idea that God chose Mary and Joseph humans. He chose to send his son from heaven to become a human, and how this all really comes together in this story. Again, maybe this isn't a shock to some, but just looking at it through this lens was really challenging for me. And I just feel like I've seen the Christmas story and I understand some of the background behind it much better after we've gone through this series and particularly this message. This whole line of thought kind of feels like Satan's first opportunity when he tempted Adam and Eve by testing God's authority and love for his creations with, you know, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? As always with Satan, he's speaking and tempting with the immediate versus the long term. Yeah, you will not surely die. It's not like you're going to die when you take that first bite or when it touches your lips. So heck, why not? You're going to learn all this other thing. You're going to be like God. Where God is always talking about, yeah, you're going to die. It might not be immediate, but he's He's thinking long-term. And I, it's just so easy for us to get caught up in the here and now when we're tempted to say, yeah, this isn't that bad. I mean, it's just, it's short-term. I can see the end. I can see what I think is going to be the consequences. We can never see far enough down the road to see what God sees and what God knows. And maybe the quote that hits home the hardest from Andy's message this past week, he said, he, Satan, offered Adam and Eve the very thing that they already were, to be like God. They were created. You and I are created in the very image of God, and sin is introduced. Sin, which at its heart is misdirected love. The reversal of the great commandment to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and our neighbor as ourself. And when you think about what we've been offered and anything that comes up in our lives, we all have our our sins that we probably fall to on a regular basis. And we have some that maybe we're doing better. Maybe there's some that aren't a challenge for us. But all of these things and all of our plans for how we may conquer or how we may attack these 
they are going to fail. They always fail. Even God's plans. We are reminded here that even God's grand plans fail. And we we talked about how we overcome those things. And I wish that we had this episode from what we taped this afternoon because Andy and Jeff both had some really, really great insights into this. But I think at the end of the day, if we look at this message and we of this unwrapping of joy and we look at no matter what our life is about at this moment, no matter what we failed at, no matter what's going well, it always has to be about the long term and what God has for us. We can't get caught up in in the short term and we can't look at the challenges and go, this is too much. God, are you really asking me to there's just a lot of things that go into this. And I think when we look at this story, the way it's been presented, it should make us all realize how lucky we are to have God in control. And I know that we we all know that we like to take control or we like to take credit. We like to steer ourselves. But in the end, even when we do that, I think we also know as Christians that when we leave things in God's hands and we see the fruition of those circumstances and we see God's hand in it, it's so powerful and it makes us just want to do more. This afternoon, I didn't even have the takeaways this week. It uh, didn't make it in the usual email. And here I am, how many hours later, and I still haven't typed them into my notes. So I am going to read again. And what we chose was, how do you think Mary and Joseph worked through their failed plans? And if you haven't seen or heard Andy's message yet, I would encourage you to go back and watch as towards the beginning of the message where he kind of laid out like what they might have been thinking as they were dating and before this all happens and, you know, how their plans eventually, we know, changed probably from what they had been originally. And I thought, you know, as we go through Christmas is less than a week away or about a week away, there's going to be a lot of things that probably don't go just the way we hope they will. There's going to be, if you're like me, you haven't bought any presents yet. Eh, maybe what you were thinking might not still be there. And you're thinking, ah, I should have gotten to this sooner. Or maybe you've invited someone over that you really hope will join you for the holidays. Or maybe it's a family member that we haven't talked to in a long time or a friend from our past that we wish we could reconnect with and make everything all right. Or we could just reconnect and become close again. So I guess I looked at that and, and thought, even if those plans will go awry, which they will, whether it's your plans, your a significant other's plans, parents' plans, your spouse's plans, someone's plans are going to get ruined. And how are we going to go through this season where as we celebrate the birth of Christ and we know that this is what brings us our salvation, people look at us at this time of year and, and want to see what are our values as Christians, especially during this time of year, because it's very controversial. There's lots of things that people will say, well, you know, the Christians, they talk a good talk, but what do they really stand for? And in this time of year, this is something when things don't work out, sometimes that can bring out, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, most of the time, probably it doesn't bring out our best, but what if it could? And I guess that's what I'm leaving you with as far as the takeaway. How can something that doesn't go well this year, how can we use that to show people that we are full of the love of Christ? All right. Our final thoughts this week were from Andy's message. And he said, what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Probably familiar words to most of us. 
That's the question. And the answer is, he is new life for the world. He is the king who brings our salvation. All right, upcoming this week, you're not going to want to miss it. Unwrapping Joy, Salvation. The Hospital Church Orchestra and Choir are going to be sharing the sounds of Christmas as we continue our series, Unwrapping Joy. Jesus is the human incarnation of God, fully human and fully divine. He came to our world as a baby, and he will return again. Jesus unites, bridges, and reopens the eternal intention of God to invite us messed up humans into his own circle of Trinity life. Also, do not miss our Christmas Eve communion service, which is Tuesday of next week, which is the 24th Christmas Eve, singing music, interpretive dance, by a very special young lady that I happen to know is amazing. You'll be blessed. And a short message that will wrap up our Unwrapping Joy series. So if you want to catch the very end, it's going to be a short message, but if you want to catch the very end and the wrapping up of this series, you can't miss Christmas Eve communion service. And I don't believe, I'm pretty sure last year it was not streamed. So I think you, if you want to catch it, you have to be there in person. If you have never attended, I would highly recommend that you make this year your first. Our family never misses, and this year will be no different. It's well worth your time. It's usually about an hour or so, but it's a real blessing, and you'll be happy that you came. All right. Again, my apologies that we didn't get the actual podcast that we had taped this afternoon. It was really, really good, and I'm sorry that you're missing it. And you're just stuck with me. But that's going to do it for this week. As always, do join us again next Wednesday. It's going to be episode 186. Thanks for listening and have a great week.